Hey everybody, welcome to Bag and Boardcast, episode number 133. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the books that we're looking forward to coming out August 1st. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. This week, we're presenting you with our July look back. We're taking a look at some of the books that we picked up in the month of July. They're all number ones. Fancy that. Uh, We've got Captain Marvel from Marvel Comics. We've got Axe Cop, President of the World from Dark Horse Comics. And then we've also got He-Man and the Masters of the Universe from over at DC. It's a big three kind of day. And we're talking big three beers, too, because we have a wheat wine ale that we're going to start with today, and that's from uh, Smutty Nose Brewery, and this is their Big Beer Series. Uh, yeah. This is, uh, let's see, it is 53% wheat, 40 cent, 47% barley wine. It is got just burn going down. Yeah, John had the idea of, hey, we'll start with this one because it's a wheat, so it should be a little bit lighter. It should be lighter, right? And it's it's not. (laughs) It's It's like straight alcohol. I've never had moonshine. I'm guessing it's a lot (laughs) like this. Uh, I would. It, um, it, it, it's, it's meant to be aged. It's meant to be, it's bottle conditioned, so Mm -hmm. in time, it'll even out. But I I think if you're going to have something, you should it should be semi-drinkable when you get it. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it does, like, it It feels like you could just put a lighter in front of your face and just spit fire. I Oop. feel like if, if this was meant to be aged before it was drank, they probably should have sat on it before putting it out. Like, age it themselves before you put it out on the shelves. So, like you said, it's something that is drinkable. <laughs> you know what, though? I do enjoy the, you know, like, Stone, who does it? Stone does the vertical series, right? Yeah. Where it tells you, uh, put it away for at least a year, or keep it longer. And that, and this is what this they're doing is. with this big beer series, because it even is marked, like, it says bottle conditioned in, and it has 2012, 13, 14, and 15. So, I'd imagine it's meant to. Um, it doesn't have a... Um, percent of alcohol per volume um when i looked it up on line they have 2007 it was 10 percent no 2007 it was 11.4 percent mm-hmm. um 10.9 in 0809 it was 11.4 again and then it's even 12 in 2010 so i imagine it just got higher yeah because it ju- it feels that way um, yeah, as of, like, on Untap, they say just the ABV is 10.7. So it might just be, like, an average. An average, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like it could remove nail polish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you get a little bit of that wheat up front, but then it just, that alcohol burns it all away. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, definitely, we tried it. I don't know if I'd even want to bother souring it. it. Yeah. Um, I left uh, I left a little bit of the yeasty beer at the bottom. Um, I don't know if adding that. Some people say to drink it. Some people say not to. I found when it goes into the glass, it changes a lot of the characteristic and taste and even look of the beer. So I kept it out of this one, just so we had the the beer should itself. Have, should have left it in. Yep. <laughs> let's let's pour a little bit into each one. But yeah. Speaking about stuff that we're into, what was happening in the news 
this past week? Uh, the fallout from the Aurora, uh, Colorado shootings, unfortunately, uh, still kind of in the news. Uh, DC has decided to look at, again, the where of Batman, the where of the Batman animated series slated to come out next year, 2013, and make all the guns in the animated series a lot more futuristic looking, changing the shape of the barrels instead of being round, making them more square, give it more of a sci-fi feel. They should just have a... Uh, Vintage Tommy guns? I was going to say Rob Liffield draw, because he draws laser guns for everything, but... Oh, okay. I, I can understand that, but... I... I don't think if they didn't change it, it would come off as, like, insensitive or anything. I mean, this is a character that's been around since the 30s. Mm-hmm. It's always been a part of it. Um, but Alfred's never been depicted shooting th- guns. You've, you've seen him, like, before. Yeah. Like, they've yeah. given hints of his past. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I, what, what's that one where, I mean, it's the... the Red Claw. The, the episode of Batman the Animated Series, the one with the Red Claw on him. Well, that one, I was thinking of the one where it's him, where people are taking out his old army buddies. Oh, okay. And that gives him, that implies that he was, you know, a soldier. So, you'd, you'd expect him to be able to fire a gun and take care of things. Mm-hmm. It's just something that they're overly sensitive to right now. They pulled, uh, they asked that nobody dress up like Batman and go visit children's hospitals. Uh, normally, I guess they actually work with foundation groups of people that, you know, dress up like superheroes and go out to the children's hospitals. They asked uh, for Batman and any of his villains to kind of stay home for a while. Uh, Christian Bale did show up at uh, the local uh, area hospitals to visit with uh, victims. Yeah, which I saw that online. I thought that was really cool of him to kind of pop in there. And, it, and from what you know, it said, it was no push from the studios or anything. And I guess he didn't want his picture taken a lot only by people... Of the family. Of the families. Mm-hmm. You know, not like, hey, I'm here for publicity. Like, let all the newspaper guys in to get my picture with them. Yeah. yeah. And I guess, like, the pictures that were leaked were because people Put posted that Christian Bell came to visit my, you know, my yeah. son. Like, and, and then it's it, on Twitter. It, then it spread. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, he wasn't doing it. He was doing it as these people came out to my movie and yeah. got shot. Like, it's horrible. <laughs> Also announced, um, one of the hospitals where a lot of the victims were taken, they're actually not going to be charging them for what happened. They're actually going to just be wiping their medical bills out. Wow. And this is um, one of the biggest hospitals in Colorado, and they do a lot of um, work with the less fortunate and people that don't have insurance to kind of make sure they get the medical attention that they need. And I, I, and that's a, that is really kind of great. I feel like changing the Batman cartoon overstep, but those things with you know it, it it is it's a tragic thing that somebody you know went in and started shooting these people. Mm-hmm. But when you change something like that, I know there was a couple other movies. Um, there was another movie by Warner Brothers where they went in to totally edit out a scene and rewrite it and do it. It's some gangster movie that. that yeah. Gangster Squad? Gangster Squad. Yeah. The one that was still airing a preview where they were shooting uh, Tommy guns through a movie screen? Yes. The day after the shootings happened? Yeah. I didn't I didn't see that trailer. You, you don't need to because I don't yeah. think anybody's gonna really going to go see this movie because yeah. it doesn't look good. There's a lot of high you know, profile names. None that I can think of right now. Yeah, it's yeah. like those second-rate 
high-profile names. Uh, like Casey Affleck? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Casey Affleck and, like, uh, James Caan's son, who's on <laughs> Hawaii Five-O. Well, also um, announced right after the shooting occurred, DC pulled Batman Incorporated number three the day before it was supposed to be put on shelves. Um, the way Diamond Comics works, they're the lead comic distributor in uh, North America. Yeah, drink that beer, John. Yeah, I don't know. Gangster Squad, sorry, has Emma Stone in it. Yeah. Ryan Gosling. You can't falter for that. Okay, those, those are big names. Josh Brolin. Anthony Mack. Nick Nolte. Nick I think Nolte, I was yeah. thinking of another movie. This movie looks bad, though. There's another gangster movie coming out that's got shit actors in it. Um, what you we were talking about uh, oh, Batman Incorporated, um, number three. Pulled from the shelves the day before. The day before, because Diamond ships out all their comics, so they're actually received on Tuesdays. That way they're able to be put on the shelves for Wednesdays. So stores don't have to wait or worry about not getting their books on time, so they can sell what they're there to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, DC pulled it because of material that could be deemed insensitive, and of course, some shots of it have wound up online where you actually have a teacher pointing a gun at her class, uh-huh. um, and it's just showing the different ways Leviathan has kind of worked its way into society mm-hmm. to kind of garner people's attention and take over um, I don't know if they're going to be just skipping this issue they said they're, they're holding it they said completely they, just going to redo it or what um, they said they were going to hold it for at least a month so are they still going to deliver the same issue or I believe so uh, Grant Morrison has done a couple interviews recently with uh, both Newsarama and I think comic book resources where I've read about it and uh, he hasn't mentioned that today he had to go back and do any rewrites all I've read in any of the press releases for it was uh, that they were just going to hold it for a month, you know, get some t- space in between. Because it wasn't a direct thing, yeah. a- as we've kind of seen, but it was something where they were like, anything with a gun and a kid right now, <laughs> not the best idea from yeah. DC. Don't add fuel to the fire. Because, you know, on a 24-hour news cycle, if it's a slow news day... Fox News is talking about Captain America being shot during a time of war, and how horrible is that? Yeah. You know? I d- Where did this guy go? I, I dressed up like the Joker, and then he has, like, red hair. Yeah, he... I don't know if that's he, true or not that people said... That was one of those things that I heard from people mm-hmm. that heard it from something. That, you know, on, like, the news networks, they said that when he was caught, he was... He, like, whispered to himself, I am the Joker. So told the cops that he was the Joker, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, no, This guy people, doesn't look like the Joker. People are trying to, too hard to make it a story and, you know, yeah. eat into that. They want to make it like, a... Because he was wearing... He was wearing body armor, like... Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, it, it, I, don't, I don't get that. Like it could have just been, like, just sowing those seeds of, like, chaos, though. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have to mean, like, oh, I'm dressed as the Joker. It could have just mm-hmm. been the spirit of yeah, I what guess. was happening. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, I'm picking up what you're throwing out. Also, in kind of news, um, did you guys see what's happening with Chick-fil-A and the Muppets? Uh, not with the Muppets, but I know Chick-fil-A... Uh, does not like the gay marriage. No, they're very much against it. So much so that they've donated over $5 million to different uh, organizations that are looking to squash gay rights. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. The Muppets don't stand for that. They shouldn't. The Muppets love everybody, and rightfully so, because everybody loves the Muppets. 
So what Chick-fil-A had actually going is in their kids' meals, you got a Muppets puppet. Mm-hmm. And the Muppets were like, you know what? We don't support this. They took all the money that they got from that deal with Chick-fil-A and donated it to Glad. Uh-huh. And apparently after the uh, Muppets and Jim Henson Company came out and were like, hey, you know what? We, we don't agree with this, and we're no longer going to be doing anything else with them. Apparently there were safety recalls on those Muppet puppets that they were giving away at Chick-fil-A. Hmm. So, yeah, fancy that. But what's weird about it is, okay, but people have known that they've been supporting, you know, basically politicians and giving money to politicians that were openly anti-gay. Uh, but they still entered into a deal with Chick-fil-A. But, but here's the thing. It was always just kind of one of those things. The head of the company came out like, he made it clear. Like, he put out a statement like, yeah, no, we, we put the Bible first. Our stores aren't open on Sundays. Mm-hmm. We don't believe in it. Like, he put his foot down and was like, no, there's no, like, behind the scenes. Like, he came out and we're like, nope. Yeah, there's no areas of gray. It's strictly, it's 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 black and white. Like, this is what we believe. This is what we're doing. And before, it's like, well, they could have just been, oh, we're support this guy, but, we, don't, you know, you don't know our actual motives, where mm-hmm. now they've, we, they've <laughs> you know, they've, they've tacked it to the wall. Like, they've said, this is our declare, you know, we declare this. And the Muppet said, fuck that. <laughs> that was my Muppet voice. <laughs> that was my Muppet voice. <laughs> that's pretty good. I, I, mm-hmm. I've never tried a Muppet voice before. I guess that's what I got. Mm-hmm. Pretty Paul? Good. Paul? Uh, oh, I have you, you have to do a Muppet voice now. Heidi who there. Oh, don't. No. You don't fuck You don't do a Muppet. Oh, fuck that. Okay. <laughs> no, he's an Irish Muppet. <laughs> he, oh, he, he sounded oh. a lot like how we do producer Scott's voice. Did you notice that? <laughs> oh, fuck that. Um... What else do we have for news? Anything else? Mm. Oh, some, something I'm looking forward to. Harry um, Potter's birthday on Tuesday? <laughs> I'm always looking forward to that. He's the boy who lived. That's true. And lives on. Yes. Um, World of Warcraft's newest expansion, Miss of Pandaria, actually has a release date. It's uh, September 25th. 25th. Um, I fell back into this hard. I was trying to play it before with Paul over here. Hey. And I was just having internet connection problems, and it just wasn't working out. Um, no reason for those problems either, because everything else I had worked fine online. But whatever. Um, I'm really nerding out over this game right now, mm-hmm. and I feel like I would have spent all of those years since I like tried playing it, enveloped in it, because now I just I can't wait for the stupid expansion coming out that's going to give you Kung Fu Pandas pretty much. And and Pokemon. And Pokemon. You can battle your uh, pet center, the yeah. pets for hunters, just the pet, the little things that follow you around. Yeah, like at certain vendors or for quests, you can buy or find little pets. And they don't do anything. They're just an aesthetic like this. I got, a, I, got a world, I got out of World of Warcraft before that became a thing. Yeah, I, I really don't care about it. It's one mm-hmm. of those things that's like ancillary to the actual game experience. But a lot of people are huge into that kind of thing, yeah. which... It's collectibles, and people want to make sure they get the whole experience from the game. All of the experience. So. Hey, did you guys notice on the DC website now, uh, you can buy the prints? I did see that. Um, I oh, think it was by, oh, it's not by print. It's it's by the print, and it takes you to the comic book locator. 
comic book shop oh. location. I was thinking they were actually selling the prints of the covers. Because I, I, I saw that last week, and I thought the exact same thing. I didn't click on the link. Mm-hmm. But I think it's cool that they're actually trying to support the brick-and-mortar stores by saying, like, oh, you want to check out this issue? Here's where you can get it. Yeah. Just look at it over here. Just like I grabbed our next beer, which is actually oh, highly anyways. highly recommended to us by new friend of the podcast, Ben. Ben. Uh, he said this was one of his favorite beers. He brought the barley wine last week, who gave me the inspiration to get the wheat wine ale. And his... So, you can uh, complain to Ben, Paul. <laughs> he doesn't and, like barley wine. And, I don't like um, barley wine, and I do not like the last beer. Druid Fluid uh, Barley Wine from Middle Ages. This uh, is on 9.5%. That was an audible slurp. <laughs> I, I want people to know that. I didn't look that up. I was drinking it and just knew. And this is a semi-local brewery. Just about... Syracuse. Syracuse. Yeah. It's about, like, what, almost three hours away. Yeah, from Middle Ages. We've actually now. gone there before a couple times. We've been there a couple times now. We've done tastings. Um they're a decent brewery. We've had their stuff before. I don't know if we've ever actually done anything on the podcast, possibly at the beginning, like yeah. when we first started off. I think we got a variety pack from them at least the once. Maybe once, yeah. I, one of my favorite beers from them is uh, Wailing Wench, yeah. which I love That's getting. a really I, good beer. It's a really good beer, and I love getting it on cask. Um, Druid Fluid. Also, ladies, Wailing Wench, my favorite Halloween costume for the good ladies Ooh. to dress up. <laughs> Very mild. Especially yeah. compared to uh, the the wheat wine ale, this is a this is a very drinkable barley wine. You don't get that overly alcohol. It, it's but how, you do get a lot of the barley wine taste. Yes, which I don't. Get, I like the. You taste. get a little bit of that hoppiness on like the back like sides of your tongue too. You could you could drink this. It's a, it's a big bottle. It's a a pint point what nine fluid ounces point six one a pint and six fluid ounces. Do the math, John. Do the math. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, and um, it, you could get in trouble drinking this because it goes down really smooth. Uh, this does go down a lot sm- uh, smoother than you feel like it should being a barley wine and 9.5%. Um, I feel like something like the Storm King, which we had last week. If you haven't listened to 132 yet, why not? Storm um, King, delicious. Storm King is delicious. I feel like... Storm King has a little bit more of an alcohol like taste to it than this does, and, and they're about the they're same. about the same. Uh, Storm King, you know, you're drinking a an imperial stout that's gonna mess you up. Like there's a reason it's twelve ninety nine for a you know for a six pack. You know, it should be cheaper for a four pack, but Victory's that kind of brewery yeah. like you pay a little bit more and just get the six pack because you know you want it. Yeah, and you do. You do want those extra two beers. You do. Yeah, you, you you always do. Let's be honest, especially us. Mm-hmm. Um, We're this, luscious. This is extremely good. I don't think I've ever had this before. I, I think we sampled it at when we were at yeah. uh, Middle Ages, but it's that thing that it's barley wine. You just take a little bit of it, and there's so much other things to drink that you know and you know you're probably going to like a lot more. Well, that was the first time I'd ever been to Middle Ages to or had anything from them. Yeah. So I vaguely remember, like, everything that we had. Like, yeah. Because I think we pretty much went down their whole... Well, we had to pick, like, which ones we all wanted to taste, and we, like, because you could only have six, I believe, of their of everything they had. Yeah, it was something to do with um, you're allowed that much before they actually had to get a liquor license. 
Yeah, yeah, something, yeah, like, something it, like that. It's something with the zoning for it, I think. Mm-hmm. Where you picked how many tastings you wanted out of the list. But we all basically staggered our picks. So, so we all could try it. Sip. Except and for Randy. <laughs> yeah, it's not the most forthought when it comes to drinking, though. <laughs> he doesn't care about anyone else. And it, much not like Ithaca, where it's just like, oh, you guys want more? Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Which was great. Uh, I don't like seeing empty glasses in front of me. What What else do you guys want to do? Yeah. Can I have more of this? Yeah. Do you want some more? Yes. I'm not driving. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Paul's, like, taking little zips out of all of them. You guys are going to have to finish these. Yep. Hey. Thank you again, Paul. You're welcome. Yes. Wow, this is... This is delectable. Uh, barley wines. It's just the whatever flavor it is. It's, it's not syrupy. It's you know, and it's not quite coin. You know, it, it, it is hard but to it, describe. It's almost there. Yeah, I can't think it's of it. It's just the barley wine flavor, which is whatever that barley. I guess the taste of barley. Mm. Never like beef and barley soup. You know. Oh, Paul, you are wrong for that. I haven't called you wrong about anything in a while, but beef barley soups. Awesome. It's really good. I don't like Unless barley. Thinking, I don't like winter. barley. Unless you're thinking like the Campbell's beef and barley, the no. old crappy in the tin oh, yeah. can no. where the beef was like stringy, like it was like it felt like it had hair in yeah, it. Yeah, you need that like fresh, like homemade, you've, more like a stew. You've met my mom. Oh yeah, yeah she she knows do, how to cook. Do you, do you think I had Campbell's soup <laughs> growing up? She makes her own ice cream cakes. I'm just saying that's the only thing you that I wish. could figure would deter someone from having uh, beef and barley soup. I'm saying I still ate I'm, the soup, and I was like, ah, this beef is gross, but it's delicious. I had great beef and barley soups, and I still don't like it. It's okay. just one of those things. Like I, I hate spaghetti. Now. I could have the best spaghetti in the world, <laughs> but I will still hate it. Well, spaghetti is the most boring of all pastas. Let's be honest here. If you feel otherwise, contact at bag- Chris. No, no, Chris at bagboardcast.com. Bring it up with me. The guy that has spaghetti all the time. <laughs> it's boring, though. I'm not enthused about it. It's just there. I like, I'll come home and Chris will sit there and he's like, hey, what's up, buddy? And then spaghetti with meatballs and garlic bread. So, I love garlic bread. So spaghetti is your... Garlic booty. bread makes the spaghetti eatable. <laughs> so spaghetti is the booty call of food? <laughs> and it's just the go to booty... It's the booty call of pastas. Chicken fingers are the booty call of food. Especially no, actually, that's, that's wrong because I fucking love chicken fingers. <laughs> I, I'd have to say, like, the, like the, the, the dinosaur-shaped chicken fingers. <laughs> hey, baby, get your stegosaurus over here. <laughs> no, those are the ones that you dr- wake up next to and are like, what did I do last night? <laughs> that is... That is the chicken. That's the wait, chicken wait, nuggets that's and the, the, that's the last girl at the bar, and you've yeah. had too many. Yes. You mean, you mean those things aren't actually made out of dinosaur meat? That's the whole reason I've ever bought those. <laughs> hey, if you go to Thinking, you can also buy unicorn meat. Wink. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why did you what? add the wink? Because it just made it creepy. Because <laughs> if he believed that it was actually dinosaur meat, then he would also believe it was unicorn meat. Oh. Well, I believe we have new comic books coming out, at least. On August 1st? August 1st? I do believe we do, sir. We do believe we do. Who wants to start us off? Well, And I'm looking at you and me, Paul, because John's got this for me. I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. I'm going Harvest number 1 from Image Comics, uh, Human Human Trafficking, uh, Rogue Medical Teams, and a Yakuza run by... A six-year-old drug fiend. 
Wait, did you did you did you catch the name of this? What is this called? It's Harvest. Called the har- it's called can Harvest. You, can you go oh. through that description one more time? Because there was so human, much stuff in there. Human trafficking, rogue medical teams, and a yakuza run by six year old drug fiend. And uh, you're welcome to uh, Benjamin Dane's nightmare. He has now. <laughs> he now has to find the people that he was forced to implant these certain organs in and retract them. He's trying to get, he's trying to reverse what he's been forced to do um, and take from these kind of fat cats. And it's kind of his story to get out of uh, the Yakuza that uh, has their finger on him. Who, who does this book? Because this sounds crazy. It does sound crazy, right? That's kind of why I went with it. Did, uh, I'm just out of curiosity. Is this something you ordered or did you just see it on Images website and you're like, holy crap, I need to check that out? No, I did order it because okay. this is when we did our yearly thing and we're looking for like the new things coming out in the comic book world. Image had all these new number ones. Okay. There's also this week is called The Think Tank, which I was going to order, but I was like, ah, I'm getting this number one. I don't want to try too many things that sound kind of crazy because mm-hmm. the Think Tank one sounds almost just as crazy. Mm-hmm. Hey. Look forward to our August look back yeah. for the review of this, I, I, right? The I'm Harvest. Looking, I'm looking forward to checking this uh, out. Uh, A.J. Lieberman and art by oh. Colin uh, Lormer. You're thinking of Lieberman, Joseph Lieberman, no. uh, the you know long-time serving uh, congressman. I am not, Paul, because huh. A.J. Lieberman, I'm thinking back to uh, Batman Gotham Knights. Wow. Yes. <laughs> that is, that's going that's, back. That's going back Pretty far now to like mm-hmm. the comic book uh, retrospect. Wow, yeah, no, this, this sounds crazy. Uh, and like one of the taglines, it's if Dexter, ER, and 100, 100 bullets had a three-way, and this, and this was their mind-blowing th- <laughs> result of a child. Yeah, I, John, I'm looking forward to medical, this up because I want to check it out. Medical grade revenge. Hmm. Wow. It sounds a little like, uh, what was the musical? Repo. Repo. Yeah, Yeah. that's kind of one of the things that kind of I thought was, it was interesting, but it had so much other crazy stuff going on. Akuza? The Akuza run by a uh, drugged up kid. It's just crazy. Paul, is your book at least a little bit more grounded? Uh, Yes. Okay. It is more grounded in the way that it is in the green. Ah! Ah, with Swamp Thing, number 12. But wait, what? I got an exclusive deal just for you. I will throw in this pick of Swamp Thing, plus another pick of Animal Man, number 12, just for you at home if you call right now. Is Paul double picking? Can we allow this? I, I am double picking because this is the end, the exclusive end to Rot World. And I was looking at the levels. Paul gets really loud when he's British. <laughs> That's how British people talk. They talk loud, or they don't talk at all. Oi! Uh, we, didn't oi! The, we didn't talk about the Olympics in the movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> Voldemort was there. Why am I not? Right? <laughs> what? Ray, Ray Fox? Ray, no. Ray no. Fox. Voldemort himself. During the opening ceremony, they had like a whole, like, hey, Britain's responsible for most of your awesome literature. Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. And Voldemort was there. Hmm. But where yeah. was Doctor Who? Um, you heard the TARDIS noise during the opening ceremonies. Oh, really? Matt, yeah. And Matt Smith came up? I did when not watch Matt, the opening ceremony. Matt Smith carried the torch. Yeah, but through uh, yeah. 
Yeah, Corfu. No, not Corfu. What? Carfax. Carfax. <laughs> I can't. Check the Carfax, Paul. Barley wine <laughs> and wheat wine <laughs> ale. Cardiff. 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 I'm sorry. I just yes. Barley I wine. Think of Corfu. <laughs> Carfax. <laughs> I, I was just Words were coming. My mind had it. Words cannot be formed in my mouth. Watching Paul get frustrated about Carfax has probably been my favorite thing about doing this podcast <laughs> over the three years we've been doing it. But for the, you know what I've been uh, frustrated by? The past year, Animal Man and Swamp Thing have been so close together, running in tandem. But here, finally, at the end, issue 12 of both these issues they will actually go you'll need to read Animal Man first and then Swamp Thing later for the conclusion of the story for the bringing on of Rot World uh, this will wrap up the epic cross crossing over with ever, without ever really crossing over except for the annuals the story that Jeff Lemire and also Scott Snyder have been bringing us so uh, here's to you guys thank you very much I will finish my barley wine now as Chris talks um, throwing it over to me. I'm the Chris. Um, I'm actually looking forward to a number one as well, John. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were the no. Chris. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I'm the Chris on the podcast. There is Kermit the Frog. Apparently, <laughs> there is there is I'm Chris, the Chris podcaster. The, the Chris. Uh, I'm the Chris of the show. <laughs> basically. Um, I'm also looking forward to a number one. Um, mine's actually coming from Marvel, which, and we are looking at a new beer. I got sidetracked. I'm sorry. Um, I'm actually looking forward to Hawkeye number one. This is a title that kind of, I saw it was there. I didn't target it for picking it up. Oh, really? Because mm-hmm. I've been seeing advertisements in all of the Wolverine and the X-Men, mm-hmm. Avengers versus X-Men, Daredevil. And between those three titles, I get at least two issues a week anytime I go to the store, just because some of them double ship. But you've got Matt Fraction, David Aya. Um, Aya or Aya? I believe it's Aya or Aya. It's I think it's Aja. David Aja. It's AJA. It's hard to tell. I think it's Aja. Regardless, they work together on Iron Fist. John enjoyed those issues. Definitely Aja. I, I, I read some of hers. <laughs> yeah, uh, one of you guys got me the trade for a birthday. That was me. I've heard well, other podcasts talking about oh, Iron so Fist, so it's definitely Aja. All right. Well, well, thank you, other podcasts that Paul listens to. Um Handling Hawkeye, Marvel's main uh, archer slash Avenger, him teaming up with Kate Bishop from one of my favorite books, The Young Avengers. Um, as soon as I saw that, when I looked on Marvel's website just to see what was coming out, if there was anything I wanted to pick up, that's what struck me. Um, more the fact that one of the Young Avengers is in the book. What? Than anything else. I love Young Avengers. I Bishop's in this book. She is. He just said that, Paul. I know, but I didn't have time to interject. He's he's feeding into it. Um, (laughs) I didn't have. Are you pulling a me, not listening? No, but I wanted to interject at that point. But he was kept on rolling, and I didn't want to step over him. Well, I appreciate it. So he took a breath, so I could. Huh? Um, I learned how to take those breaths, Paul. I hate the fact that there's not a Young Avengers book ongoing every month. I would definitely pick it up. So anytime I see someone appearing in something, I just feel that yearning to pick it up. Um, and that's Hawkeye. I really paid no attention to the creative team on the book until I saw it 
in Marvel solicitation information. I thought the covers for it looked really cool. Mm-hmm. They're very hip. I, I don't even know how else minimalistic, to talk about it. Minimalistic, almost? They're very minimalistic, like that Fantastic Four shirt that Paul wants, which I took a note, like... I have that saved, like, okay. in my like birthday ideas for Paul. It's It's been in there for a while. That's why he does stuff like that. Because um, then you guys say, like, Paul, you, you have everything you want. Why, why do you want anything else? And then I feel like a schmuck that wants too much. He wants the world. He wants the world. Most of us just want another beer. Much like we are going to enjoy right now. And we are going to enjoy a beer out of San Diego, California, new to the podcast. We've never had anything from this brewery before, and that's Ballast Point Brewing Company, their Sculpin IPA. And that's something impressive because we drank a lot of beer over the couple years we've been doing this now. Three. Three years that like, we've been doing this. And I had honestly never even heard of this brewery before, let alone had anything by them. And this is thanks to a uh, new friend of the show, Mike, who is in our not episode with the IPAs. He brought this for us. Yeah, you guys heard both parts of that. Um, yeah. He is, uh, he has a huge beer cellar, and he buys a lot of beer, and he trades a lot of beer with different people, and he has so much that he needs to get rid of it because he's not going to be able to drink it all. And he was. Good thing I think he's a friend of the show, right? And he's this. This is jealousy. <laughs> you can't see this because this is an audio podcast. But the look on my face is jealousy. You you should check my uh, untapped or untapped uh, a lot because I drink a lot of crazy different things, Paul, because uh. of this man. And uh, and uh, it's actually a pretty good IPA. You get a lot of floral in it. I, I'm just getting that just like hoppy like hit at the start, and then it just throws off my tongue. Like it just it's eating away at it as we speak. I get a hoppy sweetness at the beginning, and then it just mellows away. And then all of a sudden, in the, like three to four seconds after I swallowed, you get that hoppy revenge. Yeah, that, it, and it comes that, that evil strike, hoppy. It strikes I back. I can see hardcore. that. that yeah. That Revenge coming, uh-huh. but I get that kind of florally grapefruit right in the beginning. You get a sweet citrusy, but then the hop revenge, the pine cone revenge on See, the back I like end. the pine cone, and I don't think it's the pine See, cone I, that bad. I don't like that pine cone. Mm-hmm. I like the pine cone. Mm. Yeah, it could just be that difference in palates. Like I rated this a three. Like I, I like it, a, it. I gave it a two. Like yeah, I wouldn't look for this again, but it's not a bad beer. I don't want to punish it. See, this is that earwaxy for me. Yeah. At the end there. It's just that, like, ugh, my tongue, like... Why did he do this to me? Why did yeah. he do this? Uh, something very... Probably not the best thing to follow the barley wines. No. But we have... Uh, these are the mess- <laughs> They're messing up the order here, John. I know. Oh. Well, I expected that the wheat barley wine to be lighter than it was, and I said, ah, fuck it, let's just do both So, barley so far, wines. out of the three that we've had at barley wine, like the wheat wine, that's been like the the big boy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was hoping if I took a big enough swig out of my glass and just held the beer in my mouth uh, after I took one swallow, that it would help even out the uh, revenge, as I was calling it. Nope. Made it worse. And the nose on this, it's very nice. It's very pleasant. It's a lot lighter. You get that kind of sweetness off of it. I'm just not really getting it beyond that first, like, okay, I am I have the pint glass up to my lips. I'm I'm sipping it. 
And then as soon as I pull the glass away, it's like, no, fuck your mouth, Chris. Uh, and it does say enjoy by 8.23.12, so it's coming up on its its end. Yeah, but it's not like it's losing any of the hoppy characteristics that you would yeah, assume not, yeah. like would I, happen when it's A lot it's of times overage. when I think a IPA is kind of getting towards its end, you get a lot more malt to it. Mm-hmm. And this, maybe you're getting a lot more of that hop revenge yeah. than you normally would. That it's missing the middle flavor. It's mi- missing the middle uh, palate. Yeah, I don't like. I don't think it's bad. Did there, I, I, I'm just, go ahead. I don't think it's bad. Like I enjoy that floral grapefruit in the beginning, and that pine isn't as bad for me. But I'm a bigger, yeah. I'm a bigger IPA, and I've enjoyed IPAs longer than you guys. So maybe it's just not hitting me as bad. After, I, go ahead. Go ahead. After the dark night, the uh, rises beers, the dark beers, ri- dark brews rises. Uh, I went out and bought a lot more porters. <laughs> like, I missed you so much. That, that was a great night. I, I bought another six pack of Edmund Fitzgerald. Ask me where it is. Where is it? The Crank. Oh, done. It's in your belly. Uh, and I have another uh, six pack of the Southern Tier Stout. So, or porter. The porter? Yeah, porter. which I really enjoyed. Um, I, I feel like if this had that middle flavor like you were yeah. talking about, like something to transition between just that sweet and then that pine cone, I might enjoy it a little bit more, but it's just Yeah. It's just having its way with my mouth. And it does have that drier mouth out. Yeah. It is it is a beer of two identities. I, I wish it I had a little bit more of that and I'm yeah. sorry, Paul, because I was talking as soon as you started that. That's okay. Uh, I wish it had more of that transitionary instead of just being that two Yeah. Bitter and then sweet, kind of like how sometimes people want to have a tra- more of a transitionary time from going from one job to the next job, or in superhero comics, one identity to the next identity. Which funny you mentioned that because I know we're talking about Captain Marvel number one, but also our music at the beginning of the show, three eleven. I've been here a while. Huh. It reminded me of Captain Marvel, hence the intro. Hmm. 311. Not quite ska, but still good. Oh, Chris <laughs> hates Chris that beer. beer. Oh. But uh, Captain Marvel, written by uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick, and also art by Ryan Soy. Oh, Dexter Soy. Um, the art is kind of like, kind of that, what we kind of complained about during the Dark Avengers run, that kind of muddied color. Mm-hmm. Which isn't uh, Dexter Choice kind of fault, but I think he does a pretty good well, uh, do a good job of establishing the size and bulk of the characters. Um, definitely gives them all different shapes. Um, but the story overall is basically two stories in one. We have um, Captain Marvel, who is uh, not, Carol, who is not Captain Marvel, who is Carol Danvers in the story. Um, <laughs> Basically struggling with taking the mantle, or the legacy of the Captain Marvel name. She's that been she mis- used to have. She she was Miss Marvel. She was Miss Marvel, Binary, Warbird. Warbird. Um, Th- those are like the three like yeah, aliases one, that she's had. I think there's one more that I'm just forgetting because they were all so stupid. And she's basically discussing that with both uh, Captain America as their fighting uh, absorbing man, who's a lot more... Uh, male chauvinistic that I remember him. Yeah. Isn't he married to Titania? Yeah, he was. Yeah, I don't he know. Was? If that, yeah, maybe. I don't know if that's more. still current, but 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's beating up on him. You know, Marvel continuity aside, which I'm not aware of, uh, which is a pretty cool fu- kind of fun fight and also cool conversation going on. And also then uh, doing some a little bit of training and sparring with Spider-Man, who has his mask off again. Marvel <laughs> continuity aside, I thought the Avengers didn't know who Peter Parker was or who Spider-Man is. Uh, but maybe they would be like, we don't recognize this kid. Like, why would, you know, who would recognize Peter Parker after all uh, in the Avengers Tower? I, I don't know. So maybe that's part of it. But, and she's just basically dealing with the problems of whether or not she should become, you know, go by the name of Captain Marvel in her new outfit and new haircut. Yeah, we're kind of mohawky. Like, they, yeah. on the cover, she kind of has a mohawk. When she has the mask up, her hair is kind of put into, like, that yeah. uh, cream warrior You, you don't see that at any other point, though. Like it's just on the cover, and then when, when she puts her mask she puts on. the mask on. She has her hair, her hair slicked back. Which is, uh, I don't get the whole mask thing. Uh-huh. Because she's out and about with no mask on, but she doesn't seem to put that mask up until she's going into space. space. Which, which it doesn't make sense because it's an eye mask. It doesn't cover her mouth, so it's not like, oh, she can't breathe in space. It, it's it protecting her dry, eyes. It space dries her eyes out. I, I don't know. Could be. You know, it's like sw- going into space is a lot like swimming. Some people feel more comfortable with goggles. Okay. Um, but do you want? Are we going to talk about the art and then we'll go writing because sure. we're kind of dwelling on that a little bit. I don't. Um, I I expected something very different from this. I didn't see any preview mm-hmm. images, anything besides the cover. And John passed this off to me today, and I opened it up, and I was just like, I don't like this art because what? It's, no. That was on first glance because uh-huh. all I've seen was the Ed McGinnis cover. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw it in all the solicitations. I saw it in all the, hey, coming soon. Like, hey, coming this week. Yeah. Paul, you pass it off to us. I see the cover. I hadn't opened this or seen yeah. any of the interior artwork until I opened it, like, three and, hours ago. And, it, and it, it's shocking because the, the front cover has that kind of pulpy <clears throat> old look to it. The, the rounded Ed McGinnis face and everything, and you think, okay, they're gonna they're redoing it. Number one, this thing it's gonna have of uh, kind of that pulp thing, and then all of a sudden it's just this different. It's a different book, a different feel to the art completely, and it is shocking because even on the first page they have a like a reshot of that cover. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, and uh, also okay. in like there's an inset. It's almost on like a newspaper page, and there's a. Uh, Terry Dodson art on there. And what you have is so very different from that. Um, it's Dexter Soy. It's an artist I've never heard of before. Yeah. And this is very different from Miss Marvel number one coming out in 2006, which was done by, I think, both Frank Cho did the art on the cover and did. Uh, oh, what do you just mentioned him? Dotson. Terry Dodson. Terry Dodson okay. do the interiors, or was it Frank Cho throughout? I'm not sure. I honestly. think it was Frank I, Cho throughout. I've never bought a Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel book, I should mm-hmm. say. I've bought Captain Marvel books. I um, do have Miss Marvel number one floating around somewhere. This, the artwork, as soon as I actually it started reading the book, though. it's not cheesecake. It very much reminds me of some of the Pat Lee stuff. Um, Pat Lee used to do the Transformers books over when it was. Um, Dreamwave Comics, which is going back a couple of years ago now. It, it reminded me art from kind of the 
earlier 2000, 2003 kind mm-hmm. of time, mm-hmm. where you had kind of this. I mean, it looks painted, but it looks sketchy. It just has a it has a different kind of feel. Rough to it. painted style, but it you can tell it's all digital. Yeah, it's all digital painted. It it threw me off at first seeing it because I I was really expecting something different from everything else I've seen mm-hmm. just over the years when it came to Miss Marvel, War yeah. whatever you want to call her. Um, I I hadn't seen this style for her before. I mean, the closest you had was probably something from like. Len, uh, Lenel Yu, um, mm-hmm. Secret Invasion. Um, it took me some getting into, but after a couple pages, mm-hmm. it seemed to fit a little bit more. I don't know if that makes sense to either of you guys, but like, it, I was, it, it works with once. It wasn't jarring anymore. Once that battle is done, and you're like, "Oh, that's a pretty good battle." You're accepting of uh-huh. the artwork and you don't remember what the cover yeah. was but when you t- pick up this book and you open it up and then you're like oh this isn't what's on the cover which i think is often with comic books like yeah, yeah. you're the same way the with frankenstein yeah so i mean it's it's it, it is it is jarring but mm-hmm. the artwork is good and i'd say the story is good absorbing man's size kept on changing it seemed to me like sometimes he was, like, huge and overly big, like, even bigger than the Hulk would be. Well, and other I mean, times he seemed like a normal-sized man. He seems pretty big. I, yeah. To me, I think he, he seems like he's, he's okay, pretty big. Okay, I, I felt like his size changed throughout, like, the from panel to panel. But if you guys didn't feel the same way... I, I feel like he thing. was just, like, pretty gigantic all through. I didn't notice yeah, any change. I mean, if you see, like, that first page, I mean, he's huge compared to them. Mm-hmm. And even like then Captain they, America's shield, like I mean, look at the the size of his hand to the shield. Like right. he's okay. pretty biggy. I think there's a couple like just like when he's knocked, he's knocked down, he looks normal there, but he's yeah further away. Farther Maybe away. it's my interpretation of thinking of how big Absorbing Man was from other books yeah. that I didn't expect him to be so gigantic. Uh, I just uh, made up that word. You did. Thank you. Um, at like the start here, I felt like it was very jokey. Mm-hmm. Like they were trying to throw um, Kelly Sue Dynamic, Deconic, Deconic. I felt like it was trying to okay, we have to have at least two one-liners per page, okay. and it, it came off as very derivative of the Joss Whedon stuff that I love oh so much. Um, but it was after that opening fight scene where you have her sparring with. Peter yeah. Parker, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which I love the fact that, okay, this is a guy that goes toe-to-toe with supervillains, but he's still wearing, like, a padded helmet, uh-huh. and, and he he's, he's trying just to get her out, like, to go out for, like, lunch or dinner or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I do love that interplay there, and that's where the book actually turned for me, and I'm like, I, okay, I can enjoy this now. M- me too, honestly. Like, up until that point, I started reading it, I got two pages into it, and I was like, oh, I need to do something for the website. And I stopped reading it uh-huh. and started uploading videos for Bagging Board Bites. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I was reading a book. And then John came into my room, and I was like, yeah, here's what happened. I forgot I was reading this book. <laughs> and I went back to it. And mm-hmm. I read, like, another page, and then I got sidetracked again. And it was seriously right at that Spider-Man stuff that mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it, it drew me in a little bit more. Um, I do feel like there was a moment here where I read up to it and I was like, okay, the book's over. And then I turned the page and there was more. 
Yeah, when you go into her with uh, uh, the, the the mother char- kind of mother character for her who's dying. Yeah, mm-hmm. like as soon as you get to that page where it's it's decided, she's like, okay, I'm taking the name Captain Marvel. At I which like point the mask leaves, so she doesn't need the mask for space. That's true. I've completely blanked off that. Yeah, she's in space. Didn't she wear it as she was going down? Yes. She starts dropping. She's wearing it, wearing it, and then when she, she goes that. into space... She nice. only needs it in the upper atmosphere, yeah, it's, then. It's air. It's, it's kind of weird. Um, for uh, me, that red... The first part of a human body that uh, that burns, eyelashes. So, therefore, maybe maybe her eyelashes would yeah, start but burning. her hair is sticking out. Won't burn before eyelashes, though. <laughs> first thing that she's burns... She's worried about those eyelashes. <laughs> she's vulnerable. Um... To me, that read like, okay, this should be the end of the book. And I was like, there's all these pages left. Yeah. And it seemed like everything else after that should have been like a backup. Mm-hmm. But it it's actually continuing on in the story. And I was like, oh, I, gu- I guess there's more. That's the only fault I can find in the book. I At first, the art was jarring. Mm-hmm. I accepted it. I got into it. The story, I enjoyed it. More than I thought I would ever actually like a Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel book. Mm-hmm. Um, I walked away from this actually surprised how much I really liked it. Like, I wouldn't mind reading more of it. I liked it, too. And here's my thing with it is in the middle of it, it kind of wraps up. And at the end of it, it kind of wraps up. And I could see this as a really good, like, Avengers issue where it's just like, oh, we just took the issue. We Avengers Presents. Captain Marvel, Marvel starring Miss Marvel. Like like a like a secret like a secret, secret files. files kind of a thing. At the end of this, I didn't feel like I I need to read any more Captain Marvel. I was like, oh, this sums up my Captain Marvel for me. She's Captain Marvel and now I'm all right, I see her in the Avengers, I know that she's Captain mm-hmm. Marvel. I felt the same thing for Northlanders, but for whatever reason, I kind of am more inclined to pick up more of these issues because I feel like there's a lot more stories now, you know, to come from this because, yes, she's picked up the mantle of Captain Marvel, but has she earned it? Has she felt like she's earned it? You know, and I think those are questions that are still lingering. And that was something, this issue is very much built around is is she ready or wanting to accept that mantle of Captain Marvel? And I went to this thinking, like, this whole time she's been going by Miss Marvel. Yeah. What difference is that title, Miss versus Captain? And that that's seriously what half the issue is, is mm-hmm. am I ready to take this mantle? Do I want this name? You've had half that name already. Like, this shouldn't be a, a big shock. And, like, she's a colonel in the Army. Why is she Captain Air Force. Marvel? Air Force, sorry. Steve Rogers makes mention of it numerous yes. times in there. In I, and I, I can't be like, it's the armed forces, whatever, because a friend of the show, Ed, was in the Marines, and he'd probably have beef with it, too. Yeah. Well, because I know there's certain things with, like, the different branches where, like, I think the Army outranks the person in the same division as, like, in the it, Marines or something. situational, though? I think there's, I don't know. I remember I was, learning about this in, like, middle school. There's weird things that I'm not aware of that if you're equal rank, but the different divisions outrank each other. It's yeah. kind of like suits of cards. Yeah. Where spades beats uh, clubs, I know that, and hearts beats diamonds. 
even though it's an ace. And I mean, I mean, they make reference to her. I'm sorry if that was divisive at all. You know, to our armed forces, we write her, the soldiers about things. We do. You know, her. We've had soldiers on the show. Her uniform, uniform is just a little bit changed. And I was actually just thinking, like, where she get this to be. Um, Absorbing man. Absorbing man. Thank you. Like she ha- all of a sudden she has um, this cloth, and I was like, "Where did that come from?" But it's the the little bit like of cloth that she wears around her waist. It, it's her belt. That, like Miss Marvel belt. always had that kind of sash, sash around the waist, and she doesn't wear it for the rest of the book now. Like that's something. Oh no, she has it there, but then it doesn't seem it, like it's, she's got it's it. It's low cut. Waist. You just can't see it because you see you see the waist. You don't see the hips. Yeah, I don't know. No, it, I, it's a good book. I think it doesn't have enough for me to continue this. It's good that I'm like, oh, that's a good kind of standalone Avengers issue about a character, which we had kind of those moments in um, Brad Metzler's like Justice League. You know, he'd have kind of those singular character kind of things. Um, I don't know. I, I imagine if... Paul passed off issue two, or if you picked up issue two, I probably would read it, but I wouldn't care as much. Like, I got through this, and I was like, I really enjoy this book. I can't justify buying it, though, because I know it's something I wouldn't continue buying, which, as a weekly comic buyer, that's something that's kind of always in my brain. Like, I I don't see myself buying this a year from now. Why would I buy a second issue a week or two from now. Yeah. I agree. I have to go to the bathroom. And Paul's left, so... And Paul left. I think I'm going to go to the downstairs bathroom. Oh, Paul's back! Paul's back! Paul, issue two. Would you pick it up? Uh, yes, I would. Like I said, right before uh, Chris took over, I saying want... that there are questions about whether or not the rest of the Marvel Universe will accept her as Captain Marvel. I want to buy that from you. Or read it from you. You can it. read it. You can borrow it. And I do enjoy Kelly Sue De- DeConnick as a writer. I picked up all her Supergirl issues. And this seems uh, kind of in line. I don't want to sound overly male chauvinistic. It's a female superhero, therefore they're all the same. It's not that. This is definitely a different character. And I enjoy where she's going with it. And I, I do like that she's taking the kind of history of all the mantles. But she's had so many mantles. Like, why is it? She has, but let's think about the Marvel Universe. How many mantles have or leg- legacies have really been passed at Marvel? Exactly. <laughs> That's my point. Like, Captain America died, and then, you know, Bucky became Captain America. But everybody knew Steve Rogers was coming back. Yeah. You know, uh, War Machine became the Iron Man for a while, but he still was War Machine. Yeah. Like, there is no passing a legacy over at Marvel, so to get it here in, Cap- in this Captain Marvel book is interesting and new and fresh, especially for Marvel, who doesn't do this. They don't have characters wrestling with whether or not they deserve the mantle of this character or that character. It happens in DC all the time, with the Flash, Green Lantern, the Flash, <laughs> Green Lantern... And then the old Green Lantern, that's the first Green Lantern, it's not the new gay Green Lantern. Doesn't make any sense. But fine, mainstream media and people that talk to me at work, 
That's the new Green Lantern. That's <laughs> the freaking first Green Lantern. Shut your face. Sit down. Go back to your desk. Shut your face. Go back to your desk. And uh, pick up uh, DC Comics issue one of He-Man Masters of the Universe. Uh, James Robinson and Philip Tam working on this. And if you're going to do a number one of Masters of the Universe, I think they picked up at an interesting spot for it. It pretty much seems like at one point He-Man has been beaten, mm-hmm. and now it's just Adam the Woodsman and his ailing father who has dreams of being Eternia's hero. Well, his father has dreams of him being the king, because he mentions the royal, yeah, the uh, the the royal uh, kitchen, and also the fine china for breakfast, and also, uh, yeah, he has dreams of being He Man, uh, Prince Adam, Adam the Woodsman, um, battling against Skeletor, and also the, the and having allies on his side, and now he's just in the woods, now he's shopping just in the priest. woods, which. With a would, bird visiting would make him. you think that something happened where he had to lay down his sword in his mantle mm-hmm. to Skeletor, which, as the book goes by, it does seem that that's what happened. Yeah, I I jumped in this expecting it just like, oh, it's going to be a new He-Man series, but it definitely fits in the fact that, like, okay, what you knew before happened... But Adam does not remember that. Like, yeah, that happened in the past. Here we are now. Mm-hmm. So it's a good picking up point because, yeah, all those adventures probably happened, but he doesn't remember. They're just kind of dreams. They're visions of the past. He has flashes of them. Mm-hmm. But this is what's happening now, and I think that's a good way to kind of start off this series. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely. And as he finally hits a point where he's like, and uh, what an eagle comes up to him and is kind of egging him on. It's a multicolored crazy. Which it's the it's the sorceress. It's the yeah. sorceress. Yeah, but it, it's we got know. like a blue head, like white and like Orange. orangish gold, like feathers yeah. and wings. Yeah, like, but as soon as not... you see it, yeah, yeah it's you know, definitely the sorceress. Because we but, know, but ex- exactly. exactly, yeah. And it's nothing like if you didn't. If this is your first introduction to He-Man, it's still a start to something where you could follow along, <laughs> you know? And uh, and then you kind of get to the point where he's finally like, okay, these dreams have finally, like, hit me. I think I know who this bird is. I think I know my purpose. I'm going to get out of these woods and try to find it. Mm-hmm. That uh, Beast Man attacks yeah. him out of, out of nowhere. And he kind of has to use his his cunning, his, his know-how as a woodsman, yeah, to uh, to kind of defeat him. And I think it's a fun beginning. And I used to love He-Man yeah. as a little kid. Like I had I had almost as many as He-Man toys as I did GI Joes. And uh, I, I enjoyed this. I am I am going to be picking up like issue two. I, I kind of want to see where it goes. I loved He-Man growing up. I I had a ton of the action figures. I never followed He-Man outside of those like formula of years though. I know they had a relaunch in 2002. Something I have no something idea. of the cartoon and the, to- I, yeah, the and toys. And the toys like I 
I didn't pay any attention to that though because it was like it was just one of those things. Was oh, that yeah. all computer animated? No, Probably. I think it was cartoon. Because I, I know that Voltron had a reanimation at the same time, and that was all computer animated. Uh, it, it's tough. What you mean by computer animated now, though, because a lot of animation, even if it looks just like a regular cartoon, is done on computers. It's not actually like, animation, or yeah. it's not done with cells. So, mm-hmm. tomato tomato kind of thing right. there. Um, but I, I was just like, oh yeah, nostalgia, cool. Paid no attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is this is great though for that. I don't want to say lapsed He-Man fan, but that more mature, like, okay, I've grown up, and I have fond memories of it, kind of going back into that. Um, I loved Thundercats growing up. Mm-hmm. When they came out with the Thundercats books from Wildstorm, I bought those. No, Me too. Me too. You I, didn't, I did not like see, them. I, I like those. I thought those it, were great. It was done very much in the same vein, like, okay, all those things you remember that happened... But here you are now, and it's a more mature take on it, which I think He-Man kind of needed. Like, mm-hmm. Adam, Prince Adam, Adam the Woodsman, whatever you want to look at him at, he's not wearing, like, the short fur shorts and, like, right. a vest. He's He's got, like a, a sh- like, a tunic, like, vest over it, pants. And he doesn't he, have the Prince Valiant haircut yeah, anymore he, either. He's You can't just look at him and be like, oh... Yeah, that's he man. There is like a little bit more of he's a scrawnier. He looks a vulnerability like vulnerability there, as John would say. Oh. Um, and it's more like when Beastman comes out, it's like okay, this is a guy that's kind of just doing what he can to survive. And if he gets a like lucky break, it's like oh, okay, now let me see what I can do. We're gonna roll down this hill. I'm gonna catch my ex on a tree so he keeps falling, kind of thing. Um. It doesn't feel like a He-Man book or story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the characters are there, but yeah, honestly, what was the He-Man story now versus when right. I was a kid? Right, exactly. Um, it it's it's good. If I didn't have that sense of just like okay, I I can't say respect, but that love from me being a kid enjoying He-Man. I probably wouldn't jump into this being like, oh, cool, I can't wait for number two. But they're counting on that nostalgia. They want you to feel like, hey, cool, He-Man's back. This kind of takes away from what He-Man kind of was, though. It was that power dream of you're you're kind of a kid that doesn't have much power, but you say these magic words, or you meet somebody and they they tell you that, no, actually, you, you have the power. You just need to summon it yourself. And you can transform yourself into He-Man. Because Prince Adam could solve nothing. Absolutely nothing for himself. But he would say the magic words, I have the power, with his sword. And boom, he becomes He-Man, who could kick ass and do shit. In this book, we got Prince or Adam the Woodsman that decides, I, wait, I know shit. I might not be powerful or anything, and I might not know how to beat a beast man. He's not named. But I'll use my skills, my cunning, whatever I know, my resources in order to survive this fight. And survive this fight is all he's trying to do. And it's completely opposite of what He-Man kind of was, which was this, let's give kids something to 
believe that there's, you know, you will become something more. Instead, they're relying on what they are already. But this is a kid. This is a kid who, all right, he he's grown up. He 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 has, and it's. I mean, it's the same thing as like Billy Batson and Shazam. Like, eventually, Captain Billy Marvel. Batson will grow up and be able to rely on his past experience. Yeah, exactly. And that's what you have. This person is like, okay, I have to survive this. What what mm-hmm. can I rely on? These are the things. So he's not that bumbling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not Cringer and Adam. You know, yeah. it's 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 Adam, and he's going to work his way to become He-Man. And I think for someone who, you know, watched the cartoons, just like Chris, mm-hmm. I didn't pay any attention to what else had come out. I look at this as, okay, that last cartoon, that last figure mm-hmm. I bought, this picks up after that. And, okay, I've missed a little bit of story or story mm-hmm. but that's because this is going to fill me in you're going to learn mm-hmm. out why he yeah he did that and of course it's he man he pro- he laid down his sword he let this happen to save mm-hmm. other people and now he's going to get to the point where he ha- he can become he man again and i think that's a great place to go with mm-hmm. he man i'm just saying that it seems like it has bled where adam is no longer becoming he man Adam is already He-Man at this point. He mm-hmm. just doesn't remember being He-Man, and he doesn't have the sword. And you have that little blurb at the end of this issue, like, next time, the fate of Tila. So, yeah, we, okay, everything we know still holds true, and we're going to see what's kind of happened. And I, I could just be speaking for myself, but, man, as a kid, Tila gave me that little tingle. Mm-hmm. Right? And, I mean, we're missing that... The last, like the last page, is is Beast Man going up to Skeletor and saying that he failed, and Skeletor just saying like, like you know, spread the word, tell them Adam must be stopped. Like he can't find out what happens. And this is something that I had. We're very much being told a different story here than what we had during the 1980s cartoon. I still read this with those voices in my head. Mm-hmm. Much like whenever I read a Batman book, I hear Kevin Conroy. When it comes to the Joker, I hear Mark Hamill. So when you get Skeletor there, drawn all like awesome and creepy from Philip Tan, I still hear, no! <laughs> and it, it just didn't <laughs> fit. Tell everyone! It, it's just, like one of those things that's like, brain. okay, I'm going to need to adjust like this little tidbit here, because what we have through the artwork is a much more imposing Skeletor. Even like, Beast he's, Man, Beast he's Man's really not comical he's looking. Really creepy looking, like just like that skull mask. It it works. And there's a hint of blood in his nose. A hint. No. no there's Look, I'm gonna. I'll pass it back. It's light it's or, or, or it's, it's just it, like it looks red. No, it's just, it's not red at all. Paul. Yeah, no. it's just it's white. It's like light coming from the back of the skull yeah. almost. But, uh, okay. There's no uh, red. Yeah. Sorry. No red. Um, okay. That's red. Does Beast that look like red. red to you? No, that looks like brown. Okay. Okay. Well, that's red. I I really enjoyed this, John. I'm glad this is something that you'll be picking up. Um, honestly, it's probably not something I would have picked up on my own. Like nope. I did when the Thundercats books started coming out, like, a few years ago. Can you flip to the, the – no, no, the actual back cover. Does that say Thundercat? Thundercon. Um, it's Thundercon PowerCon, which is in Torrance, California, September 22nd and 23rd. Oh. So not an advertisement for a Thundercats book coming out. Nope. No. Nope. 
Um, it's an actual Thundercats and He-Man convention hmm. in Torrance, California. I don't live in Torrance. This is one of those things, like when Thundercats came out, I picked it up. When relaunch of G.I. Joe happens from uh, Devil's Due, I picked it up, and I said, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to at least pick up the first couple issues. If it's if I like where it's going on, I'll I'll keep on it. And written by James Robinson, one of those writers that I know, Paul, you have had yes. a little bit of issue with. Uh, I, I've been enjoying Earth 2. But beyond that, I never read Shade. I have no real connection to his artwork at all, he, or his writing, I should say. Did you not read Starman? No, I, I, I didn't. John has all the traits. Yeah, I've, I've never read it. You um, should borrow them from John. How, how, does, away. how does this stand, Paul? Oh, no. my God, John's getting a death stare. They're still packed? You've been there for over I a know, year, I sir. I need another bookcase to put all my trades up. And I haven't gotten a new bookcase. Starman is the first trade <laughs> that you put up, sir. They will be. When I put up my trades, they will be there. You, Paul, there better not be Paul, any trades. Paul, calm down. Calm down. Just you and me. Just you and me. Look over here, bud. The, the, I, I is is this omnibus. Is this a... Psh, don't, don't get him to focus, John. We're, we're trying to calm him down. Well, look at that anger in his eyes. Paul, how, James Robinson, uh-huh. how does he do on He-Man? Uh, I believe James Robinson originally did some work with He-Man, writing some of the characters way back in the day. So Don't I, look at John. Just keep over I here, I do buddy. trust him here, and he sets up the story well. The pacing is done very well, unlike what I think he's done with Shade, where I was kind of left wanting, and it was just a bunch of people talking. This had plenty of action and also gave us like a mystery to solve. Which is fun, and this is what I like out of James Robinson. Okay, so it's that mix of mystery and action. This and Earth too. James Robinson regains Star your Man? trust. <laughs> uh, well, oh yeah, oh you mean of recent stuff coming out? Uh, yeah, and I, I have to say, kind of the same thing as I. Paul gave me all his trades of Starman because he has all the omnibus. So the omnibi, omnibi. I uh, I started reading those. I love I love them. Not shade. love them enough to get, oh, actually right, get them right, out of right boxes. He, right here, shade. right here, we're good. It's a new Just shade go. series. I was kind, of, I was on the same boat as you. Yeah. Was like, ugh, you went a lot longer than I did. Continue buying those too, and and um, but then I picked a Red Earth too. Even mm-hmm. his DC presents um, Savages. I really like that. So yeah. when I saw him on this, I go, "There's only one thing that I haven't liked that he's done." I see James Robinson on this with um, F- Philip Tam. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm there. Yeah, it, it, it is there enough for me to read them from you. Not there enough for me to pick them up myself. And speaking about there, what's this beer that just popped up in front of me? And that beer in front of you is brought to you by Dark Horse Brewing Company out of Maine, and it's their Double Crooked Tree IPA. And Chris and I have had this. Probably about maybe a year, year and a half ago, if not a little longer. I, I want to say probably a year and a half because we had it at the original Pizza Plan that we yeah, went to before yeah, they moved so over. It, it's been a while, and we had their regular IPA, which was wonderful. It was a real rare thing that they were able to get that um, keg mm-hmm. on tap because it's, I guess, hard to come by, just shipping. and For and whatever reason, Colorado and Buffalo do not get along 
It's actually out of Maine. Oh. Then where's there a horse on it? What? <laughs> other other places besides Buffalo in Horses Colorado don't. can have Nope, yeah, don't exist outside of Colorado and Buffalo. <laughs> buffalo is Buffalo. And Denver is the horses. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> the Broncos, sir. <laughs> NFL. Oh, football. That makes sense. Wait, wait, no. Oh, no, we, we do call it football. We call it the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. That's what it was. No, we call it the Super, Super Bowl. Ball. Super Bowl. God, I can't even get our own long-running jokes right. Um, what? This is on a main. This is 12.0% alcohol by volume. Yeah. This yeah. is the biggest boy of the night. You, you smell it on oh the nose. Oh, my God. You smell it. The nose tells so you. We, we are looking at a double IPA. We are looking at a double IPA, and we've had the regular IPA of this, which was just, I mean, it was... It was wonderful. We were drinking it by the pints. It was, it was extremely good. And this is just that times what ten? Yeah. I mean, it, and twelve percent is huge, and you get that. This starts off very easy on the nose. I mean, it's been a while since we've had the original Dark Horse Crooked Tree one, but um, it I remember it being awesome Ooh. and liking it enough. This has just like a very simple nose. Like if you just waft this you're like oh this this smells awesome you sip it no. and then it's like bam no no it it there's it's there on it, the it, it has a there's it, a warning i don't i don't get the warning on the nose there's 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 an alcohol scent but yeah. it's not like that you would expect out of a double it's yeah. like get yeah. fucking ready <laughs> it is it's a double this crooked tree's about to fall on your house uh, if you start just drinking this and then just sit for a while it warms your whole digestive system from it, stomach yep all the I, way I don't up. know about you guys but it is it's in my belly having a fight with all the other beers yeah. in there it is definitely a warming sensation that may not be for the pleasure of the person that drank it yeah it, it's there was a reason i was like in a, i we were like chris was like oh so we'll do the barley wines last i was like i think we should do the double yeah i wasn't aware last. that this was that big of a double until I like went to check into it on Untapped, and I was like, "Whoa, twelve percent!" This might make the last book review very interesting. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm I might enjoy the book more now than I did when I read it sober. And uh, we're gonna go into another pick for me, which is my favorite Axe Cop, President of the World, written by the eight-year-old Malachi uh, Nicole and his. Like thirty-year-old brother, uh, Ethan Nicole, and the great thing is, <laughs> yeah. I just drank half of what I had there. It burns. Wow. Yeah, I told you it's Sorry. a very warm sensation it, if you it, just drink it. It's gonna knock your socks off. Um, but this book is. You were warned. Much like the evil I was, Ethan, I was warned. Ethan, I was not prepared. Ethan writes down the adventures that he has when he goes for about a month to hang out with his little brother, the eight-year-old, and the two of them come up with these stories by acting out and playing Axe Cop, and he then draws what they played up and what this eight-year-old and originally five-year-old comes up with. And you have something that's as, as ludicrous as, as Axe Cop making... <laughs> What is it? What, I, this is one of my favorite points. Uh, 
Um, how he got rid of all the villains. Uh, he made them poop poison and die. <laughs> made them poop poison and die. And if you're going into X-Cop expecting a serious comic book, don't. Because, remember, it was created by a five-year-old at the time. And, I mean, this five-year-old is like, well, how do we know you're good guys? Well, look at these high kicks that we can do. And that's how you know that these two, the werewolf and vampire brothers from the moon, are good guys who are here to hunt down the vampires that turned their family into bats. You can read all of X-Cop's original adventures online because they it originally started as a webcomic. I think it's just like X-Cop.com. I think, yeah, the X-Cop.com. Um, and then it just got picked up by Dark Horse probably about a year ago now where they put out they, a trade of all the webcomics and then they, they did a miniseries. They did um, they did the web series and... Yes, ask, that is correct. X-Cop.com ask, is correct. Ask, ask X-Cop. Which people write in their questions about Axe Cop that is then asked to the five-year-old and then drawn out by the brother. Like, it's it's just a lot of just crazy, crazy fun. And, like, one of the my new favorite characters is um, Junior Cobb, mm-hmm. the <laughs> giant gorilla, giant talking gorilla from Planet Weird Gorilla, where all the gorillas have tails and walk on their tippy toes. Um, what's Where? notable about Junior Cop, though, is he has gun hands. He has gun fists. And a tail that can shoot out whatever he thinks about. It, it can, at first, he thought it was just jet planes that it could shoot out. Then it could shoot out anything he wants. Like a volcano, so they can burn up all the robot-controlled evil metal penguins that have been attacking his and planet. We're also introduced to a new ex-cop ally, Goo-Cop. <laughs> Goo-Cop. Um, can I just say, I'm, I'm glad Ralph Wrinkles is still around. Because <laughs> if you read the webcomic, you would know about Ralph Wrinkles. And he's like president of something? He's chief of staff. <laughs> um, and and Goo-Cop was a man who was abducted by aliens who wanted to make someone just like them. But they needed somebody just wrinkled enough and also... Oh, uh, what was the other thing? <laughs> naked. Yes, he that's naked. right. Yeah. Naked was, and wrinkled. He was sitting in the tub long enough that he'd become wrinkled, so he was the perfect specimen for these aliens to take. Unfortunately, instead of turning be turning be turned into an alien, he was turned into a pile of goo. Who can take over people's brains by, like, shooting, shooting goo. goo at people's faces. Uh, and and going up their nose or into their mouth and controlling their brains. I, I Makes was, perfect sense, Chris. I don't know why you said it in no. such a div- I, divisive way. I was thinking about something funny, and it might have came out that way. <laughs> and, and here's Who the thing is, about something you funny? guys... Are extremely lucky, lucky because I've been holding on to this book, been giving it to my sister, but I was mean enough to inform her about Junior Cobb, mm-hmm. and also about the fact that Axe Cop, who only sleeps one hour a night, because when sense. the sun goes down, he dresses up in a cat outfit and goes and hunts down bad guys. In their homes while they sleep. Wait a second. Is, we don't get this is, in this no, book. No, 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 Paul. There's so much backstory oh, here. Man, you are missing so Paul, much, Paul. For how much information you get in this book? Because seriously, like 50 things happen yeah, in it. A gazillion All things I happen know in this book. is that there won't be any bad guys for 
a million years, years because God put up a force field <laughs> around Earth. <laughs> and God, and we only know this because Escop prayed to God. <laughs> he prayed to God, and God, God, God told let him, him know. This in is his heart. Was. Only in his heart, Only though. in his heart. And he was, he was true. He was a day off, though. But also, when, <laughs> what, what, what is really great is Ralph Wrinkles, the, the dog that he got from an alien planet. Uh, God wasn't wrong. Let me tell you. When did Axcop pray to God? Oh, it was the ne- okay at night. Yes, yeah, so it was the next day. And when did the yeah. aliens all appear at night? When did he think they were going to be attacked during so the day? So it was really Axcop's oh, fault for oh, just saying I, I, like, yeah. oh. Okay, but all right, here, we're going to get there. The, we go. We're going to get to this great God stuff. infallible Ralph, again. Ralph, thank you. Ralph, Wrinkles, I'm with Chick-fil-A. Ralph, oh. <laughs> Ralph, I'm, I'm Ralph Wrinkles has to stop X-Cop and heal him from aging by his eye vision. Yet X-Cop has the power, when he cries, to bring small animals back to life. Because it makes him Anybody. sad. And he doesn't work on himself. Doesn't work on himself. They and made when, note of this. And in when the book. he's. But anyway, going back, my sister also. Probably as. Probably more of an Axe Cop fan than I am. Because she even reads the Dr. McNinja. Uh, um, I, 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 that I, sounds I, delicious, by the way. Can we order like two it, Dr. McNinjas right? while Paul, we go Paul, to the it's comics all, later It's on? all online. It's all online. You can get it. Can I but, get them with a cyber surprise? I let her know that in the beginning of this book, you are informed that X-Cop is only afraid of one thing, talking gorillas. So when Junior Cobb shows up, who he thinks is dead lying on the ground, and, and just merely a gorilla, X-Cop begins to tear up and goes to heal him and bring him back to life. When he rolls him over, he goes, oh, X-Cop, frightens X-Cop to death. To pass out. Uh, to pass out. But a good thing that Junior Cobb has... <laughs> what, what, I got a... A, a ape-loving pill. Ape-loving... Uh, L, an L-A-P in a, a pill. A-A-L-P. In the heart shape with a little gorilla on it that he feeds Axcop that he... <laughs> it works. And, oh, I love you so much. Like, it's just so bizarre. And Junior Cobb wears a bow tie, gun fists... This can is shoot such drunkenness talk right of, now. I hope but we it, realize But this. it's not. It's us actually just talking about the book. Book tie, ape, monkey, pill, mouth. It is happening. Paul, you know, it, it might feel like drunk talk to you, but when you're trying to describe X-Cop, you, you just can't talk about it and sound sober. Thank you, Chris, for making my point. <laughs> And I, this is like my dad loves Axe Cop. My dad loves Axe Cop so much he ordered a T-shirt for me, and he also ordered an Axe Cop T-shirt for Chris. I'm wearing it, Chris, because Chris introduced him, introduced me to Axe Cop that I then introduced him, and he was so happy about it. He bought him a T-shirt. I, I know I'm. It's like male par- uh, pattern baldness. <laughs> it's gift the generation. I, I know I'm wearing in one of our bag and board bikes over on YouTube. I don't remember which ones. It was in like the DC New Fifty Two stuff. It was when we first started talking about it. But I mean, I'm wearing that shirt. The book is it is you, derangedly you, crazy. It, it is it's so crazy. But in some way, if you look at it, you you you're able just to let things go. 
it makes sense in some crazy way. And I know, Paul, it's hard for you <laughs> to get behind just the crazy absurdness. And it's like, like, Axcop, stop recycling those dummies. You can't reuse this metal. And it's, he's used... It's purely evil. He's, he's using <laughs> special, he's using special goggles in his axe to examine the penguin metal. And it's, it's full of evil. The only option is to destroy it. What we need is a volcano. So Junior Cobb shoots a volcano out of his tail and then pours in all the, all the, <laughs> All the penguins. Like, that is another power that Junior Cobb has. He can take any shot, uh, any, any size, any size he wants. It's like it's like Goo Cop lives in X Cop's beer stein. Like he does. He has sunglasses. One of the greatest still. things is as president. Well, he, when he became cop, he had to be. Yeah, as soon as you become a cop, you have to just wear like sunglasses. avocado cop. <laughs> you get sunglasses. You, you get sunglasses as soon as you're a cop. Um, um, and, and a badge. And a badge. And here's the thing. I was thinking this when I was reading. I was like, oh, man, I wonder what Katie thinks about this. Um, Katie's John's sister, and I haven't talked to her in so long that I miss her because she's like my sister, too. Um, It's all fantastic. And And you do get a little bit of just that grounded feeling at the very end where you have some character sketches. Paul's looking at me like quizzically. Okay, okay, okay. Um, when because, you get the character sketches. Because you yes. have um, Ethan Nicole doing almost a commentary like, okay, when we're playing together, we're actually playing Axe Cop. And since there's only two of us, we can only be two characters at a time. That's mm-hmm. why the book seems to focus on two characters at once. Yeah. Is because they're actually playing slash acting all this out. And then it gets transcribed and drawn. Um, so it kind of makes sense just how broken up it is. Because it's a brother playing with his younger brother. and Who, just, Who's also, I mean, he's the age of what his son would be, too. You yeah. know, kind of a thing. They're, they're just playing together, and he's taking those stories and just writing them down, and it's just getting printed from Dark Horse. What's really funny, too, is he takes he takes the crazy kind of thoughts, but then draws them almost so literal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then it's like, okay, well, X-Cop's president of the world. Well, what does he do? Well, he has to have a new White House. And it's made of gold, and its slogan is, I'll chop your head off, which is <laughs> X-Cop's slogan. And what I also loved about that is they made Oakville... Washington, the A- capital, capital of, of the, the world. world, but they changed Oakville to Axville because nobody knew about it. So the people that lived there didn't yeah. care. Yes. And, and like, those those are I don't know if, if you saw, but like one of the street corners in Axville is Hatchet and Chop. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice on like a mailbox or a trash can it said Oakville, but then they crossed <laughs> it out and just throw like axe underneath, underneath it. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of zaniness. It's a lot of stuff that would you just got to shut off your brain and just enjoy. Oh, exactly. And yeah. this five-year-old does have a lot of imagination to come up with these stories. Because let me tell you, I've been at restaurants where five-year-olds are just annoying. Uh, where they're wearing a cup cozy on their fist and shooting bullets at you, Paul? Yes. Mega Man? Exactly. <laughs> and, uh... That happened today because I went out to breakfast with Paul, and this kid's and Paul, <laughs> the kid's wearing a cup cozy. I I turn and look who the kid her because all of a sudden Paul is acting like he's being shot, and I'm like, oh, that's weird for Paul. 
and I turn to look, and there's this little kid, like, peeking over a table, like, and and, and shooting at him. And, uh, and I look shooting like, at him. And I'm like, with oh, his the kid's, cup cozy the kid's got a cup cozy in his hand. And then all of a sudden, the kid takes the cup cozy off, and Paul's like, oh, I thought his wrist was broken. <laughs> he thought it was a cast on <laughs> I his thought hand. it was a soft, I thought it was a soft cast. I didn't know it was a cup cozy. And then Paul's, like, Paul's, and we're like, Paul, you know you're gonna have to keep playing with this kid all day. And the kid just kept throwing, he kept, and then Paul was, like, playing fake catch with him, and then Paul just gives this moment, like, if I don't make eye contact with him, I can't play with him anymore. And he's, like, just, like, he's, like, he's, like, focused on everything else besides his kid. And then yep. all of a sudden you see him, like, oh, I missed the ball, I'm sorry. Like, and then he's, like, playing catch with him. Like, yeah. Yep. Because, come on, I'm not going to do that to a five-year-old. Who, who does not, you know, they shoot at you. What are you supposed to do? Act like it didn't happen? No, you play along. Exactly. I fell into the trap. You have to do it. I'm sorry, but you have to do it. And if you don't, you're a dick. <laughs> you, yes. And exactly, I don't want to be a dick. But if you don't make eye contact with them, <laughs> you don't have to play anymore. But then every once in a while, you see him lob something <laughs> at you, and you're like, damn it, I saw that. But I, I can't pretend like I didn't. For the fact that it's wrecked, no imagination. This one did. Oh yeah, this kid's got this kid is he's got it in spades because this is the second miniseries through um, Dark Horse. The first series is all online. I highly recommend it. You can buy it and trade. I, I recommend picking if you're interested in this. Spend the money, pick it up and trade. Let them get a little bit of money for it because they deserve it. Because this kid's imagination is just great. And it it really is so much fun. I I have it. I read all of it online. I have the trade. I have the second trade to that because I missed I missed ordering it. Mm-hmm. And I'm picking. It's one out of three here. I'm gonna pick it up in issues. I'll probably pick it up in trade because they always add a lot of extras. The Ask Axe Cop are always in it. It's it's a lot of fun. And I just. I support any five-year-old that can give me so much joy. What is this issue called again? It's President of the World. President of the World. Nice. Was he voted President of the World? Okay. Because I I couldn't remember how that Uh, happened. It's it's Axe Cop. I mean, do you remember, like, the the miniseries before this where, like, the armies after Axe Cop? There's way too much stuff that happens in an axe cop, just even like even in weekly strip right? to be like, oh yeah, I remember all that. Because when it first, I don't want to say first came out, but when it was first discovered, like your sister was talking about stuff, and I was like, I don't remember that because yeah. there's just so much random stuff that happens. It, it's it's insane, and even this book, like you get halfway through it, and you're like. Oh my gosh, so much stuff has happened. It's a completely different book with every page. Yeah. Yeah. There are no rules. Oh, absolutely no rules. And and it doesn't make sense. And it's not supposed to make sense. And you have to know, you have to be able to just totally go, okay, this is is the world. That's a lot like the banging board cast. (laughs) Because there's a lot of drinks that go into us, and then all of a sudden... This is the podcast that you're listening to. <laughs> this right here. So let us know what you think. Hit us up over at contact at baggingboardcast.com or individually, Paula, Chris, John at baggingboardcast.com. You can follow us over at our Facebook page, just Bagged and Board. 
or follow us over at Twitter, also the same, at Bagged and Bored. And if you at any time fall in love with Axe Cop, as I have, put up your favorite thing. Your favorite thing about Axe Cop, put it up on Facebook, email me. I just love it so much. I want to know what your favorite things are. I don't know what you're you're making your heart beat. I, I don't I, know. I was, was expecting us at the plug for iTunes reviews. I was going to do that next because I wait, Paul, 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 I just wanted, Paul. I just want I just want to share this with other people and have them fall in love with fall in love with it as much as I have and be able to hear from them about it. And he, are you ready for this, Paul? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. And if we've turned you on or off to anything. Let other people know over on iTunes. Make sure you rate and review us. I love those ratings. ratings. Paul really does. He talks about them nonstop, even when we're not recording. Thank you, MOC, for our latest rating and review. Yay! It's a really nice one. It's probably one of our most complimentary ones. (laughs) Yes. We got another one. And let me tell you guys, I'm hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Guided boner missiles.